Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. Welcome to another episode of Power Yourself. I'm kind of excited today. I have a delightful friend with me who's gracing, hint, hint, me with her presence. Uh, But before I introduce, I'm going to see what we're going to talk about. Okay, we're going to talk about grace, looking at what do we actually mean by grace? How can we use it in our day-to-day life? How can we use it with ourselves? How do we use it with other people? And what does that even look like? And today, with me on this beautiful journey, I have the delightful, wonderful soul of Miss Alexandra Proprosky. Welcome, babe. Hello, my darling. I'm so excited. (laughs) Making space for grace. That's us. We're so happy to be with each other. If people could only see us, we're just like oozing love. (laughs) Uh, And perfect tagline. Come on. A big, huge love in for us. So it's so great. Thank you for inviting me. It's my first podcast invitation. So I'm just delighted to be here. Just thrilled. Thrilled a bit. And I am so honored that you're taking the time and the space, not only to talk to me, but talk to everybody who's listening and grant them uh, with your grace. Thank you, my dear. With that love, do you want to give an introduction? Tell them who you are. Yeah. um, Gosh, Alexandra Paprosky. Currently, I'm a resident of Naramata, British Columbia, so I live in wine country. Uh, I'm a registered clinical therapist in my day job that I love. Um, I work mostly with couples and people with anxiety, um, people who are uh, in the middle of life changes and a lot of family reunification. So a lot of dads and moms and brothers and sisters and spouses and in-laws who weren't talking to each other for a lot of years and just trying to bring people back together. And then in my non-day work, I'm a yogi and a swimmer and a knitter and a singer and a cook. And I'd like to gather people together. That's really my, my jam is to bring people together for celebrations. I don't know. Cause it's Tuesday. <laughs> Let's you, celebrate. Cause it's Tuesday. You do it so, so well though. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And I have a lot, I think um, the third part of my life is my family of blood and my family of choice who are all over North America and a few overseas. And, um, just so filled with um, connections to them. They are my heart and my soul. And so they keep me, they keep me filled up. So I have a a precious life filled with grace. Hail Mary, full of grace. And I um, just, um, yeah, love my work and love my life and love my people. And uh, you of course are part and Scott are part of my family of choice. And so I've missed you uh, being a little ways away. Um, you're uh, you're just a you're just a phone call away if I need you, and I always know that. So that's pretty amazing. That's a bit about me. Ah, so much in everything you just said. I'm thinking like when you're talking about your work, Ali, your like the interactions with people who are making those adjustments in their life and, you know, reconnecting with family and helping get themselves on track. The topic just seems to really ring through that grace piece. And then, you know, you talk about your own life and all your great, delightful stuff that you do. And it's funny, I don't know if it's because it's the topic we we chose to focus on, but now I'm just like seeing it everywhere. <laughs> so a girl. me and you are kind of excited and know what we're talking about. But let's take a step back for a second. When we say grace, what really pops into your head? What do you mean by grace? So the Oxford Dictionary definition of grace is the simple elegance or refinement of movement or courteous goodwill. So I guess what pops into mind for me is a number of things. One is, you know, Growing up in the Catholic Church and the Catholic family, Hail Mary, full of grace, that was just full of grace. And to me, that was this 
sort of early years and early days of purity, you know? So grace meant purity to me in the idea of, you know, mother. Um, Amazing grace, which is, you know, when you grow up in a musical family, uh, classical music family, or you hear it in church, it's all about mercy. Or um, also the love of movies and you see Grace Kelly and you think, ah, it's like the starlet, the beautiful blue eyes and just everything about her was so filled with starlight. Um, Or Grace Jones in the 70s and 80s, who's this crazy, wildly gorgeous woman of color, fabulous, soulful musician. Um, Or really just the simple act of saying grace. You know, when you say grace, people who have a bit of a trickiness with religious connotation of that is really just, you know, in French, it's, they call Thanksgiving action de grace, which is the action of grace to give thanks. And so to say grace is really for me to pause and to, to have grace be a blessing. And really, I think grace, giving yourself, giving others, knowing how to, knowing when to, knowing what language to use is a real blessing. It can be a blessing to yourself, mostly to yourself, but really a blessing to others in the world and and the people, you know, every everyone you everyone you come in contact with. So that's what grace feels like to me. Yeah. yeah. As you're talking, I love the the connection to other things. Cause I when when grace pops up in my head, all I'm thinking of is calm, a little bit more refined or relaxed or smooth or elegant, peaceful. Those are the words that are kind of like popping up in my head. Mm-hmm. But just thinking about in regards to how do we bring that in? So I love it how you mentioned grace, showing grace within yourself. So why don't we kind of pivot there? Why don't we go there first and really focus in on you know, this grace that we're talking about, what is and how can we, what does it really look like uh, to action for ourselves? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, I always think of it as forgiveness. And again, forgiveness is tricky for people, surrendering, forgiveness, allowing, uh, letting go is, it's kind of a bit overused, but Forgiveness and surrender and the ability to uh, be okay with not being okay. And so I think giving yourself grace is about your own body, mind, heart, spirit, self-care. I think it's about uh, choosing people in your life who are filled with grace so that you can have a mirror in front of you all the time about how it how it looks, how it feels, what the experience of grace is so that you can learn from others. I think that choosing the work that you do, that, you know, be filled with grace um, and the organizations you support and the businesses you support, you know, how you spend your time, how you spend your thoughts, your work, how you spend your money, you know, making the choices filled with grace and choosing people who are full of grace and mostly in our words, in the language that we use and the language we use to make things better and to clean up our messes and to allow people to fumble hard and just be able to say, wow, you know what? Let me be there for you. Let me offer the courteous goodwill of my heart to the best of my ability. Let me do that with elegance and refinement and kindness and some kind of, you know, where I can just, you know, lift you up and, and we'll just start over. You know, it's so interesting, even just booking this time together, (laughs) you and I, so, so fascinating to me. So you had sent me this lovely message on my birthday and it took me about a month to get back to you and I I wrote to a few friends and said, I'm sorry, work's been busy. I'm really taking care of myself right now. And um, thanks for allowing me to take a few weeks to get back to you. And thank you for the beautiful greeting, birthday greeting. 
So from one friend, I got, well, I guess I'm going to have to be satisfied with the response time that I get from you. So really angry, really frustrated, wasn't working on, you know, her terms. From a second friend, I got, ah, no problem. Can't wait to chat with you when the time works. No worries. From you, unbeknownst to you that you were being this way, or maybe you did, maybe it was completely conscious. You wrote this beautiful note saying, I'm so glad you're taking care of yourself. I'm so happy to hear that you're putting self-care first so that you can take care of you and take care of your patients and take care of your friends and we'll connect whenever the time is best. I just thought, Oh, and the angel saying, there she is. There's my person. Hail Mary, full of grace. So there's there it is right there in three different places. And my ability to give the person who was, you know, it just wasn't fast enough, give them some grace and be like, you know what's the best I can do. But you know what? It's not working for you. Okay, we'll have a conversation about that too. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Makes me want to engage with you because you were so full of mercy for me in my, you know, delayed response. Everybody thinks you need to get back to text messages in five minutes all the time. Quick, do it, do it. 30 days is like she's never written, she hasn't written me for a year. But that's so so an important thing. I just want to pause for one sec because like there's so much coming up, right? There's so much how we can present grace uh, to other people. But before we even go there, that focus on ourselves. So when we are that person, because let's be honest, we we do have those squirrel days. We we have those days where, you know oh. what, we can't fight it. It's uphill, you know, and we react. So we'll, we'll definitely go into that grace piece as well for that. But when we do react in maybe not the way that we want to be, how are we with ourselves? So what I'm hearing from you a lot is grace isn't about not making mistakes. Grace. Oh, no. Yeah. Grace is about Grace is about getting messy to that. Nice. Oh and, yeah. And honoring people as they get messy too sometimes. So I loved how you, you know, you acknowledge that each of those could be a level of grace that is used. Each of those three interactions that you mentioned. And so considering that, hey guys, we're really not talking about being perfect you know, because we don't want grace to get misconstrued with that. But it's about, Mm-mm. hey, what does that look like for ourselves when we make that mistake? Are we taking that breath? Are we being gentle with ourselves? Are we being kind? Are we being thankful that maybe we had that self-realization or self-awareness, you know? And then also how we interact. So just kind of wanted to pause and be like, we're not saying perfect, as you perfectly no. gave three great different examples, it's about how we kind of navigate on those good and not so great days. Well, you um, had you and I talked about what gets in the way of grace, mm-hmm. and so for the first person that I was telling you about, you know, what gets in the way is oh, well, everyday stuff, you know. Um, really missing a friend and really just wanting to connect with them sooner and not actually being able to bring voice to that. Not being able to say after not hearing for a week, you know what? I really miss you. I really miss you. And I really want to talk to you. I really need to talk to you. Instead, it feels, you know, 20 days or 30 days later, it just feels mad, you know? And so if you can't ask for what you need. So I think one thing that gets in the way is not, not just not being able to use your voice and ask for what you need. The second is the righteousness and the rigidity and the stiffness gets in the way of grace. You know, we have to be the right fighting. We're all, depending on where you are in your birth order, and <laughs> I won't pick on the first boards today. Oh, maybe I will. Um, but, you know, it. there's a lot of, you know, got to be right. This is the way, the right and wrong of the world, right? And you and I don't, we just don't live there. We live in technicolor. We live in beautiful possibilities of technicolor all the time. So it's tricky. I love that the the two creatives talking about rigidity, which is like, we don't really know what that means. But um, but the stiffness, the rigidity, the right fighting, and mostly it's about pride and ego. When our egos are inflamed with, I have to be right. This is the way, this is the way I was brought up. So it must be the only way. 
you know, it's grace is tough and it's, it's tough to give people grace when you're digging your heels in and when you kind of feel in your heart that this was just, you were, that you were wrong. And so that's one, those are a bunch of places, the stiffness, the rigidity, the pride, the ego, the right. The other side (laughs) that, you know, where, where, what gets in the way of grace is other people not doing their work. And that is, uh, it's trickier to, you know, because when it's self, when it's yourself, your own rigidity, your rightness, or I guess other people's as well, and pride and ego, it's kind of easier to identify. But when other people aren't doing their work and they're really good at, um, they're really good actors, right? They kind of string you along, they, you, you get caught, you catch the, you, 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 you get, you catch the bait, they they put out the bait and you just, you grab it every single time. And then you, and you just think, oh, why do I keep doing that? Why do I keep going back to the bait? Why do I let them treat me that way? Why do I give them grace and then get, you know, get shot? It's like, you just, it's like, how many times are you going to allow yourself to be treated? Because we let them, right? They don't treat us that way. So you want to give them grace. And then there's a point at which if someone's not doing their work, their personal work, you just think, you know what, that's, you need, you need to go. You're not, you, you know, I'm going to choose to not have you. You would not be my choice and as a friend, the grace of space, as a colleague, you know, there it is. Right. The grace of the time. Gra- that's right. Pause. The grace of time, the grace of space. That's right. Maybe it is, or maybe it's, you were there for a moment to teach me how to teach me the opposite of grace. Beautiful. Right. Thank you for showing me. Thank you for showing me how I don't want to be in the world and what doesn't serve me and therefore what doesn't serve, serve the people that I love. And thank you for showing me that. And, and, you know, goodbye for now, but the real focus of, of what gets in the way is the, our own stiffness and pride and oh ego. Oh, I'm so great. I'm so right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stew. I'm gonna stew on this. And so that's for a couple of days. That's where like so both of them, obviously. And I wanna go into the others because let's be honest, super hard. Um, to show grace when people ain't showing it. And you're like, come on, I'm trying, I'm trying. But I'm pausing that. (laughs) You just want to grab them by the shoulders and shake them. Come on! (laughs) I wish you guys could see the Zoom call right now because we're very visual people. Um, But before we go into that, I do want to step back because you said so much great stuff uh, with the self piece, like the what gets in the way. You said... And I want to start here, if it's okay, not asking for what we need. So getting to that place of, let's be honest, reaction, right? We're blowing because we didn't have the grace to maybe name or speak up. So give me, and then then I want to jump into stiffness. But before that, I just want to ask, walk me through that a bit. How would you, if you were struggling with that, how would you support yourself or how would you support a friend about the asking for what you need? Some really, always some really great questions, you know, um, saying to someone, what's going on with you right now? So my ability to say to this friend, he was really unhappy with my response time. Wow. You know what? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that it didn't, my timing didn't work for you. What's going on for you right now? You know, this is, you seem really upset. I get, I have a hunch that you're really upset. What's going on for you? Where can I support you? What's going on with us? And the, the real, the glory of this, the, you know, the sort of the masterful, P, the PhD of grace mm-hmm. is where, where, where can I do better? How can I do better the next time? Where can I do better the next time? And then when they tell you, that you get to do better the next time. And so that now, it doesn't it doesn't make it all about that kind of sounds like it makes it all about me mm-hmm. and how I was wrong by not responding in 30 days. But those questions are going to give you or us in in connection in relationship. You're going to get going to give you some information. It's going to give you some data. And 100% of the time when someone reacts, it's not about you, it's about them. And right? so, it's their own 
triggers. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I just want to, because like, those are great questions and like, I would call them open-ended questions, right? You're like really mm-hmm. trying to open up the conversation. Yeah. But what about when yeah. it's you? Because let's be honest, we make mistakes, we stumble. If you're Lots. the person not asking- Every day. <laughs> right? <laughs> and if you're the person not asking for what you need, walk me through how that looks like doing this for yourself too. Mm-hmm. I think the ability to say to people, wow, I really blew it. You know, naming your triggers, naming what happened explaining to them that this is what happened, that this was a fear or it was, I was overwhelmed or I was, you know, I had a little bark with my, one of my besties here on the way home from work on Monday night. And it was just, I was hungry. I was tired. I was, shouldn't have called. I should never have called. And we just had a little, and the next morning she said, you were cranky. And I said, I'm so sorry. I hadn't eaten. I took an extra patient. I was late. I stayed late with one. It was, it was, I was overwhelmed and overwrought. And somehow I needed to, I really needed to hear your voice, talk to you about something, but I, I know that I shouldn't have called and I'll do better the next time. Right. So this ability to go, oh yeah, let me tell you what was going on with me. So when we ask that question to someone else, what's going on with you? What, what do you need from me right now? What's up? What's going on with us? It's, it, you can turn those same questions back on yourself and go, oh, let me tell you what was going on with me. Let me tell you what the trigger was. Let me tell you how, why I reacted the, instead of reflecting, responding or reflecting on it. This is why I reacted. This is why I sounded like an emu when I, you know. Let me, let me explain the, the, the deepness of it. It was, it was akin to your response to me, which was so beautiful. And so I felt so seen and heard by you when you said, oh God, you're taking care of yourself. Isn't that great? As opposed to, I can't believe it's taken you so long. I can't believe you haven't responded to me, you know, which is what, we all get all the time. Where's the thing? I sent you this. I sent it to you a week ago. You haven't responded yet. So, so when to give yourself grace is to ask the question, where can I do better? How can I do better? And wow, what was going on for me? What was going on in my heart? What was I missing? You know, people don't know what's going on really in the deepest, darkest pits of your soul. When, if you think, if you think of the person that you have in your life, who is the most difficult person. So for people listening, like the colleague, the in-law, the in-law, the, the sibling, the, 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 the person that is just always tricky. That person if you were able to think about it in terms of grace, there's a trauma there. Something happened to them or something continues to happen to them that they haven't healed or something continues to happen to them that they don't know how to bring voice to. And so they're just mad all the time or you remind them of someone, right? So it doesn't mean that you have to be in relationship in this beautiful, connected, like you and I have, you know, this kind of sisterly love. doesn't mean you have to be that way with everyone, but it helps you understand. It helps you give that person grace. If you think about their pain or you think about their history or you think about their past, they're still responsible for doing their work eventually, right? That's their responsibility, especially in this country with so many different services that, you know, can help people. But your ability to give yourself grace when you react or respond or give someone else, it's really the same. It's what's going on? What can I do better? What was going on for me? Where were my triggers? And mostly, what was I afraid of? So what powerful, am I afraid of? Right? Like, yeah. And we talk about it and it's easy for us to, to name this stuff and say this stuff. And we also know how hard it is to practice this, right? So all of this stuff, I love how you're mirroring it back 
So you have grace, you show grace with other people. How can you show it with them? But it's also the exact same way that we show it to ourselves. So the first step is going to be that ability to first of all, self-reflect. Can I get myself out of this escalated moment? Because I need to self-reflect. So your beautiful or your story, but what I'm saying is beautiful, is the way that you were able to hold yourself accountable to your friend in the car. You know what? Like, yeah. So you had to have thought about that, right? You had to have considered. So the fact that you were willing to say, whoa, I didn't show up that great. And I'm sorry. Well, I just, I, I just, I just screw up so many times in my life that I would, that I know, but I really do. Like, I'm just a fumbler. And so I, you know, when, when, if men use 7,000 words a day and women use 15,000 words a day, I use about 24,000 words a day. So I'm fumbling all over my words all the time. So if I were able to reflect and clean up my messes. I'd have no friends. There'd be no one in my life. And so to be able, I mean, and I do it so often. I've screwed up so many times in my life that I, 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 I'm literally reflecting as I'm, as I'm blowing it, I'm reflecting on, Oh, I'm just like, what have I got to, what, how, how quickly do I need to clean this up before we go on to the next topic? But that's it's not so as funny. intuitive, hon. Like that's not intuitive. That's a, that's a learned skill that we can definitely yeah, yeah, learn. Yeah, practice makes perfect. But that's the, that's what I'm trying to get at, right? It's Is, true. You it's know, true. the more that we're able to kind of do that self-reflection and hold ourselves accountable to where maybe we could have done better. For me, mm-hmm. it, First of all, it grants the space and the environment to encourage that with other people that, hey, I'm not expecting you to be perfect in every interaction, but here's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting you to be able to own and self-reflect and and clean up your messes, right? So, you know, if I was- And reflect on what I want to tell people and reflect on what you want to, how vulnerable can you be with the other person to say, oh- like when, you know, there's the, oh, I was a little bit cranky. And then there's the, oh, you really blew it with something. How vulnerable can you be with your people, right? It will bring you closer. But the it's more vulnerable, The more grace you give yourself, the more you reflect, the deeper you go, the more connected you'll be to the people, the more they'll forgive you faster the next time because they know you know how to clean up your messes. It's, it's like this magical little formula. But that's, that's our little secret. <laughs> it's not the secret. We're telling everybody here today. <laughs> well, that's right. We're telling everybody. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it's it's hard, right? It's hard to clean up the egg on our face. And so, like I'm trying to, you know, allude to and get at is that, you know, that practice of it and how what we kind of do with it. So, obviously, if I'm making the same repetitive mistakes, there's another level of holding myself accountable too, right? Like if I'm oh, continuously yeah. yep. doing the same thing. Perfect. But yep. showing showing my friends, so showing the people in my space or my coworkers sometimes, let's be honest, we don't have to be best friends, but we do have to have grace with each other that, yeah, I can make mistakes and I can apologize for it after in hopes too, because this don't always happen, that people are going to reciprocate that back and be able to clean up. So that's a kind of hard one. It's like practice it in front of other people, uh, try to be vulnerable and do it to show the way and know that sometimes that's not going to be what is mirrored back to you. And that's okay, you know? And that is okay. And that's the, I'm going to give you some chances. I'm going to give you some grace and I'm going to show you how it's done. I'm going to hope it comes back. I'm going to try it a few times. And the older you get, you'll know this when you finally make it to your 50s. I mean, you're in your late 20s probably. (laughs) I am in my heart. To me, you're still playing with Barbie. (laughs) Anyway, um, but when you, the older you get, the, the less space you're going to give, the less, it's not patience, but the, the older you get, the, the more grace you give yourself and to others, but the less time between you know, you and the, and the folks that just, you know, aren't your people anymore. So, so that's the reflective part. So there's, there's, it's interesting because there's a, you know, we talk about, you and I've talked about it and I talk about it in my work, which is the react, respond and reflect. Yep. 
So that's what we do. People generally, in the, there's a lot of reaction, right? People react, people, parents are barking at their kids and, and bosses are like, people are just under a lot of pressure and COVID has just exacerbated that. This pandemic has just, the reactionary, the reactionariness, I don't think that's a word, but I think today. the reactions of, it is today. So people react. So the, what, what you want to do is people react and then they think about it and then they respond and then they reflect. So we want people to turn that on its head. And basically when you feel, you're going to feel something when something happens and someone says something new, that's not very nice. The first, your first thing is to react. What you want to do is you want to take some time, take some time, take five minutes, take 72 hours, right? Don't ever send an email back or a text message within 24 hours of don't just don't everybody in the world podcast, but don't do it. <laughs> it's not going to, it will not end well. Step away from your phone. So reflect, think to yourself, what do I want to say to them? What was the feeling that I felt? Right? So not you did this or you did that, but what point the finger at yourself and say, what did I feel in the moment of that interaction? And then response is, how do I want to respond to them? What do I need to ask them? What do I need to tell them? That's it. What do I need to ask? What do I need to tell them? Or what do I need to tell them about how it felt? You know, it's very therapisty. You know, when you, I feel, and in the future, it's very therapisty. <laughs> Mostly you want to say, God, that really hurt my feelings. I felt, I felt uh, disappointed. I felt a little bit scared when you yelled when you yelled at me. And this is what I need from you. And you know, what was going on for you? So you're telling them how you feel. And then you say, that's not, it's unlike you. What was going on for you at that time? What happened to you? Like, you, it's such a great question. And then you clean up the reaction, right? This is why I, if you do react, when you do react, when we all react, you know, this opportunity to sit on it for a bit and say, you know what, this is what was going on with me, which is that example. But can I give you an example of these three things? Oh, do absolutely. Examples. Do, do we have time? Oh, we on will the show? make time. We will make time. <laughs> Cue the producer. Let's <laughs> find them to call the producer and see if we've got time. So um, during the pandemic, I live alone. And so I've been very strict about my bubble about my bubble here in British Columbia, you know, as a single person, you were allowed to see, you know, one or two other people outside of your home the whole time. So I have a very strict one couple, my neighbors and, um, and, uh, and my bestie here. And so there was a time where you could see a safe six or eight and, you know, the things, I mean, for the rules, oh my God, for rule followers and non-rule followers, it's this hard. thing has just been mad. It's been madness. So we get to Christmas and we get to November and you have to go back inside. Basically, you're back to your little bubble here in BC. And I was invited to an event, to a, to a thing. Um, and I had to say no. And there were three people I had to tell that one, I can't come to this event. And two, um, I won't be able to see you inside anymore. You know, where I'm sort of having to make a choice to go back to my bubble. Really difficult conversation. Like, you know, like you're choosing, you know, one over the other. But, you know, anyway, so I, I spoke my truth and said, you know, I'm a single, I'm, I'm the single salary of my household. I'm in healthcare. I shouldn't have had to say all of this, but I kind of defended myself and said, so this is how it's going to roll for me. We can see each other outside at a distance. We can walk, but I'm not going to see inside anymore. And so one person reflected, one person reacted and was so angry with me that I was not going to come and I was choosing other people over her and that I was, I was sort of being ridiculous with the rules, like way too strict, but was so, so angry with me and, and just, you know, I, I, I didn't, I really just didn't know how to, how to let that land. So one got really angry. One person responded and said, no problem. Thanks so much for letting me know. Wow. That's, you know, great. I look forward to our walks on Friday. And then the other person said, this must be really difficult for you. This decision must've been so difficult for you. You know, you don't have a spouse right now to partner to, 
to run it by, you know, you're making your own decisions for your own business. And I just, there it is. One reflects, one responds, one reacts, and to the same story, the same issue. And as as we were preparing for this and I was thinking about, but to tell you, it's like, it's so in the moment and I, I can just imagine out there in podcast land, how many difficult conversations people have had to have about grace and about vaccines and about rules and we're opening and we're closing to give the healthcare workers and the politicians and the health directors and and all the frontline workers and each other. Like it's just been a year and a half of madness. And so I, I say to people, we all react and then want to respond and then want to reflect afterwards give yourself some grace and at the same time try to try to spin it around try to just take some time and breathe before you say or write or text or unfriend or whatever the young kids are doing these days you know cutting someone off in your life you know wait but think about it and then if it's really repetitive behavior that's a whole other podcast yeah that really is <laughs> that's a whole other show yeah but that, even there, Alexandra, it's, you know, it's so easy, especially, so you just named all the stressors that we're all going through right now, right? Like the pandemic, the rules, the you know, the different sides, let's call it, of the vaccines and, you know, what following the rules look like. So much hostility out there because people trying to really get their point across for sure. So when we do get that response back on us, that angry kind of response, that's hard. It's hard. And I love it how you already made reference to take the bait. It's like my favorite thing. But it's hard not to take that bait, right? Not to just be like, what? What are you talking about? Like, oh, oh right? let me tell you, I know. And I want to, this is the, this is the match. This is my friend, Thomas, Thomas Gavin Dolan. Thomas Gavin Dolan Ma, my spirit guru from a friend of 28 years. He is the greatest person at reflecting, just reflecting back, reflecting all the time, reflecting, reflecting. And he's the best question asker. And But he has taught me that we take the bait because we make it about us. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> well, there's the ego again, right? It's like, oh, they must be mad at us. We must be a terrible... You know, and, and of course, Thomas and I both grew up Catholic. So, and so, you know, nothing like a whole lot of Catholic guilt to make yourself feel bad. So, so when we make it about us, instead of allowing others to be in their stuff, right? So we're still responsible, but we take the bait because it's so easy for people to make us bad and make us wrong and bring us back to our seven-year-old or six-year-old or eight-year-old self, right? Where you were in trouble, where you got in trouble by the principal or a coach yelled at you or maybe a parent or a sibling. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you go right back there. So you make it, we make it about, and that's how we catch the bait. That's how we fall into line. That's why it keeps happening because we let people bring us back to those places instead of taking a breath and saying, I wonder what's going on with them or what the hell was that that just came out of their mouth that is not usual or there it is again. There they are again, right? So we keep taking the bait because we're not, because we're not, we're not, we're, we're making it about us. We're making their stuff about us. Their reaction, As, their kind of outburst. Their, their reaction, that's it. Their that reaction, on, their judgments, yeah. their finger pointing, right? And so we go back to, well, it's not me. It's their fault because they did this, but they always do this. They always and never, you always do this. You never do that. <laughs> but it's just that. So like that pause, it's really in the pause. Like one thing this year has taught us you know, my beautiful brother, Peter, has said, you know, the world is in a spiritual, you know, really a spiritual awakening. The world as the you know, dolphins were coming back into the Venice Canal and the flamingos were coming back to Mumbai and all of these animals were like, where are all the people? We have this space now. 
this beautiful spiritual cleansing, I think is what he said. And, uh, and it, it's, it's true. We had all this time to pause and think about just different stuff. Right. But that's, and that's it, a big, a big chapter, you know, Alexandra, mm, that not, mm. not everybody, not all of us really took that opportunity. Right. Because it's really, let's be honest, there's lots of distraction out there. It's easy to stay distracted right now. And so taking that, when we feel that kind of burst or that emotion roller coaster, you know, stirring up in our belly, it's about knowing to, I got to get off this ride. I got to get off before I respond. I got to come. I got to self-reflect here. So the beautiful, once again, I love that word, um, just the wonderful advice and the connection I'm making as we continuously have this conversation is grace is really in the pause. Like you said, grace is in the pause, making space for the grace. And it's in that last question that you asked, which is why do we take the bait? Why do we keep falling into the, you know, the, 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 the pit, the pit of the pit of of reaction, the big bad pit of reactionary darkness is because we make it about us and not about about others. So when you are when you do you know what you what you want to ask yourself is what are my triggers? Right? Why was I triggered? What was going on with me? When you what's going on with me? What are my triggers? Who do they remind me of? What does this person, what is this situation remind me of from my past what do what work do i need to do right what do what do i need to do to be able to get back into connection with this person and and get back into connection with myself first because i clearly lost myself i'm out of my body and then how do i reconnect with these people in a safe and loving and thoughtful and graceful um, and kind way how do i do this and these are the conversations I have with my very best friends, my very besties of the land, you know, my, my top, my top 20 it's, uh, and you are, you know, you and I can do this because we can go deep and we can be okay when we, when we mess up and we can do better and we can be honest and we can know when we screw up. Like it's, it's such a delight to be in this life with people who you can say, I wasn't my best self and this is why. And this is how I think I can do better. Is that going to work for you? Or how, what do you need for me that you're not getting? Like, it's just, again, it sounds like one big therapy session, but what a lovely thing to, to ask questions like that. Well, you're going Let me inquire, deeper. let me inquire, but yeah, let me inquire about what's going on in your heart. <gasps> And you're honoring yeah. people with what is going on in your heart, right? Like what's happening for you. So it, yeah, it's that two piece. Am I honoring myself? Am I going deep when I'm just about to, you know, explode or volcano erupt? Am I reflecting? <laughs> Am I being gentle with myself? And then when I see that mm. in other people, yeah, as opposed to, oh, I can't believe they did that to me. Where How can we replace that dialogue in our head of, whoa, what must be going on for them? That's it. There it is. Bing, bing, bing. And the fireworks go off. It's true, right? What about me? What's going on with me? Why do that for me? No, it's, oh my gosh. What's going on with them? You know, it's, it's just really, it's such a privilege to be in conversation and relationship with people who you can say, to them, this is what was going on for me, or ask them what was going on for you. Tell me everything so I can hold you, so I can hold you, so I can hug you, so I can, you know, pray for you, meditate for you in my own way, so I can support you. I can support you in whatever way you need my yeah, my, the what little a, bits of my heart. You know, as we're, we're talking about this, you know, I think we just solved world, world peace. Alexandra, <laughs> come on. Like, just, but, oh, so gosh. knowing if though, only, like, it's hard. If only people, if only leaders and political and religious leaders could say, 
how can I do better? And what's going on for you? As opposed to this is what I need and this is what I want. And this is what I've always had. And this is where my ego is stuck. Oh, can you imagine the the glory in the world, the mercy that people would give to each other and the luck? Can you just imagine well, if I, people ask those questions? You oh, even look God. at like the depth of your relationships, you know, that you would have because it's so easy to react. Let's be honest. It's probably the easiest thing you could do. It is much harder to like breathe through and work through. It's <laughs> not a, send that text. Right? Okay. It's a skill to How not many feel of us hurt. Have re- <laughs> How many of us have written the big, long, nasty text message and then deleted, deleted it, right? <laughs> like, that's just like, how many of us have done it? I oh, need but then to how many right. of us have I done need. it and sent it? <laughs> how many of us have written it and sent it and then just regretted the hell out of that? Oh, so anyway, clean that one up. Like, because that's reality. So we get what I want to kind of bring the grace back to is it's always that choice. We get to make that choice continuously. Do I react? Am I trying to defend? And that could be our own reaction, our own emotions, or that can be with the other people. Like you perfectly said that mirror back. It's really the same kind of walkthrough that we want to do to really walk that grace walk that we're talking about. So walk am, that grace walk. Walk the grace walk. But am I breathing? <laughs> We're having a dance party right now, just so you don't know. <laughs> but am I breathing? Am I pausing? And then when other people maybe didn't practice the the pause or didn't practice the grace with themselves, still supporting that, still making that choice. Once again, going back to that personal choice to go, you know what? Yeah, I could react. Or I can also pause and encourage a little bit of grace right now because maybe they're going through something. Maybe something's bigger. And the importance there is give it, yourself, give it to yourself first. What's going on with you? What do I need to do better? What can I do? What did I do? What was going on with me? What was going on with me and not in a an egocentric way, but like, oh, what was going on with me? What was fear-based? What was the trigger? What was a reminder? Who did that person remind me of? And then also just ask, always ask, you know, never assume, take the time. And, you know, the greatest connections to the, to your loving relationships your and your colleagues and just the, you know, the barista around the corner, the greatest connections are when you really blow it. What an opportunity to be able to go back to the person and say, I just can't even believe how I just treated you. I have a little tiny story. Oh, I just, it, I just, it, it, it pulls apart at my heart every time I tell this story. My father died when I was 29 in the middle of winter in Ottawa. And I uh, was living in Vancouver and I, went home for the funeral and I went to this great little department store in Ottawa called Ogilvy's at the little mall close to my house that I'd been shopping at for years. And I was looking for pantyhose, black pantyhose. And I went in and for, you know, those of you who wear pantyhose in podcast land, you know that you look at the wall and there's 700,000 brands. It's like buying deodorant or toothpaste or cereal. And I went in and I just said, you know, I need a extra tall, you know, whatever, black videos. And she said, well, you know, so here they are. And I screamed at her. I remember saying, I just need pantyhose for my father's funeral. Just get me a pair. And so I don't care what brand they are. And so I bought them and I paid for them and I bought three pairs in case you run them. And I got to the car and I cried 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 and I I went back into the store walked back into the store and I said I am so sorry I said I can't believe I just completely downed on you and I was crying and she was crying and we were both crying and I just said I'm so sorry you didn't deserve to be treated that way and I'm just trying to get needed pantyhose for my dad's funeral and I'm so sorry and I walked away and I just thought I couldn't do it I could not leave that vengeance, that, that rage, that disdain for this beautiful person who was trying to help 
clearly a hysterical woman by pantyhose, right? It was wasn't about never about the wasn't about the pantyhose, wasn't about the spilt milk. But I just I just think, oh, thank you for giving me. And and she was so sweet, you know. She's crying, I'm crying, she's crying with me. And she just said, I'm so sorry about your dad. She said, what a terrible, terrible thing. What a tough time. Did you get what you needed? And I'm like, yeah, I got more than what I needed. I got a lesson in grace right here, right now from this woman who didn't have me arrested by the store security because <laughs> I, I was such a maniac. Yeah. So, you know, I just, we've all done it. We've all lost our cool. We all continue to lose our cool and we will all continue to lose our cool. But the joy the real joy of it all in the forgiveness and the surrender is to just take a minute and figure out how to clean it up. So lots of different ways I think we've talked about to do that today. So, And not even like just to, to recap on the story too, I, I can't jump over that. Come on. But it, it's the, mm. the perfect example of how we all, no matter if we practice this stuff, we teach this stuff, we cancel this stuff, we all make the mistakes. And so I think a really key point, what we're trying to get across today, guys, is we make the mistakes. It's okay. You know, yes, we're trying to pause, reflect. We're trying to really hold that pause before so that we don't have these mistakes. But when we do, it's about what we do with them. So your example, Alexandra, is such just a a glimpse, a nice little opportunity to show hope in humanity, right? Yeah, I made the mistake. Absolutely. And now what did I do with that? Did I apologize? Did I, you know, talk about it? Or did I just ignore it and kind of move on? So, you know, I always go back to in my classes, be the change you, what it's Gandhi, I'm pretty sure, be the change you want to see. And so what are we doing when other people make mistakes? What are we doing when we make mistakes? Can we have a little bit more grace? So here's what I'm going to ask. Alexandra, first of all, about the topic of grace with yourself, with other people, is there any kind of extra tip, anything that you want to give the audience before we, before I ask you one last question? <laughs> so I think just um, kind of a clear reminder of, you know, little top five. So the first is, I think, Ask your version of the divine or your higher power or whoever you um, offer as your God, your goddess, your mother nature, when you're out on your bike, ask your version of the divine for grace. So find that in your, in a daily practice. The second would be choose full of grace people to surround yourself with. Choose jobs and not-for-profits that you give to and where you spend your money and where you buy your groceries and who you choose to be your people, your family of choice, your family of blood. Choose people who, who you look at and think, ah, yeah, you're the grace, you're the grace I want to be. Um, invite opportunities for gracious language and gracious questions. Just invite those opportunities. Give them a try. Practice that with someone who is safe for you. What's going on for you? That's, I think that's just really, I just think it's really lovely. Pick the person who, the opposite to the one that's the trickiest for you. Pick the one that's the easiest and most loving and most tender and say, you know, how can I practice this language? Clean up your messes with truth and grace when you stumble. Start with, I blew it. I'm sorry. Let me tell you what was going on for me. And then let me ask how I can do better. And I think the last thing and the most important is thank yourself, but mostly thank others for their grace. Thank others for their grace when you have to change an appointment or you forget about something or you forget a birthday or you uh, are, you know, that you're completely you're half an hour 45 minutes late for somebody just thank people for their grace all the time 10 times a day thank people for offering kindness because 
we forget <laughs> when we, we forget until we don't, when someone reacts and really loses it on us, you forget to, you react and you have to manage that instead of thanking the other 15 or 20 people that you came in contact with that day and could have said, wow, thank you so much for being so freaking fabulous. So thank them for their grace, clean up your messes, invite opportunities for the language, choose your people and ask the divine, ask your version of the divine for grace and uh, things will shift. I promise your life will shift. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. I love it how you, you, you know, I love lists. So five, five <laughs> key wins, it. guys. That you one was it. for you, sweetie pie. <laughs> I love check, a check, good check, list. Check, all in different colored highlighters <laughs> just for you, Jilly. <laughs> <laughs> but the last thing I just want to, you got me off into a different one now, but I, I kind of, I want to bring attention to it. Just the acknowledgement of are you thanking people that you see the grace with? Are you holding this space and encouraging it? You know, it's so easy to get caught up in the times we don't see grace. But I thought, wow, you know, Allie, thank you. What a great reminder. When you do see it, are you encouraging it? Are you thanking them for it? Because it's really encouraging the behavior, first of all, but it's also, secondly, bringing your brain there and you're feeling that goodness, that joy, that grace, as opposed to getting caught up in, in the negative vortex, let's be honest, that exists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much for that. So here's what I'm going to do. This is the wrap. We're going to wrap it up. We talked about grace. We talked about how it can be kind, how it can be thankful, how it can be that pause, how it could be that reflection, you know, gentle with yourself, with others, you know, taking that time to really reflect, respond before so that we're not having to clean up the messes. But when we do, when we forget, it's about cleaning up the messes. So great opportunity to practice what you want to see more of for sure. Last question, and we'll close out with this. I want to know, any tips out there, somebody starting their journey for self-care, self-discovery, trying to just live that better life? Words of advice, what would you say? Wow. <laughs> Anything. Uh, rituals, rituals, rituals. Surround yourself uh, with things and people and, and adventures and work and volunteer work and um, neighborhoods and, and, and relationships that just bring you love and bring you joy and fill your sparkly hearts. Uh, and that's what you do. You, you choose the people, you choose the things, you choose the adventures. You have choice, you have power. <laughs> to choose. Uh, and so look at the choices and think, you know, what's going to, what's going to make my heart sing today? What's going to fill me up? What's going to make me shine? And what is going to then ultimately spread all of that shine and sparkle and love around the world. So I think rituals is the biggest thing for me around yeah. Oh, and music, you know, <laughs> amazing grace, how sweet the sound, right? Oh, just, just uh, lots of music and lots of dance and lots of rituals. And when I say ritual, I mean, do things all the time. Just keep doing the things you love, put them in your calendar and book time with the great people and join a choir and join a knitting group and be at your church and volunteer and just, just keep doing it. And with, if things aren't working for you, give yourself some grace and say, thank you very much. Thanks for the lesson. Bye-bye. So <laughs> I love this so much. I love you. And thank you so <laughs> much for coming on yeah. the show. Alexandra, just privileged to have you spend the time with us right now. Wonderful advice, obviously, throughout the last hour, but also the wrap up as well with the fueling ourselves, taking the time and really making that effort to do it. 
just huge shout out to you for all the work that you do with other people, the work that you do for yourself, Alexandra, because then when you come to the relationships, to the interactions, you bring such a beautiful space and just a beautiful soul. So thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for being with us today. So guys, can't with- wait to hug you soon. <laughs> can't wait to hug you soon. <laughs> so, cute. so guys, with that being said, always, always remember, take the time, take the space, do the things you love and always power yourself. Mm-hmm.